Hi there, Rachel here. If you're listening to this episode in May of 2024, I have some big news. After selling out during the holiday season, my Flex of Gold journal is available for pre-order right now and will be shipping to your home by the end of June. To celebrate, we're running an amazing pre-order sale for Mother's Day. Purchase the journal before May 13th and you'll get $10 off every journal. This is our best price of the year, even better than Black Friday, so it's the perfect time to stock up for gifts for family and friends. This three-year journal helps mothers to notice, savor, and write down the fleeting golden moments that they experience with their children each day. So go to 3in30podcast.com slash flexofgold to reserve your copy, and you'll also see our brand new cover colors, as well as our new cover option, which is a wipeable vegan leather. So again, go to 3in30podcast.com slash flexofgold to pre-order your journal, and from now until Mother's Day 2024, they'll be marked down by $10 each. I can't wait for you to experience the magic of this beautiful gratitude journal for mothers. You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, and this podcast is sponsored by Dreamland Baby Co. I want to introduce you to a product that hundreds of thousands of parents are using to help their babies sleep, the Dreamland Baby Weighted Sleep Sack. It started with Tara, a mom just like you and me, who couldn't get her baby to sleep. She was exhausted, frustrated, and in search of answers. Her solution? To create a weighted sleep sack that your baby can safely wear to help them feel calm, fall asleep faster, and stay asleep longer. Genius. The award-winning Shark Tank and doctor-approved Dream Weighted Sleep Sack features cover calm technology, evenly distributed weight from baby's shoulders to toes, that naturally reduces stress, allowing your little one to relax and sleep soundly. Parents worldwide are using the Dream Weighted Sleep Sack to help their newborns to age three get the sleep they need. So if you have a baby that's having difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, this is the safe, effective product of your dreams. 3 in 30 listeners get 20% off site-wide by using the code 3 in 30 at checkout. Go to dreamlandbabyco.com and enter the code 3 in 30 at checkout. Welcome to 3 in 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. Hello, my friends, and happy Monday. I am so excited to bring you this week's episode as a follow-up to last week's, where I mentioned that my one thing that I want to focus on in 2022 is to spend less time on my phone. I heard from many of you who have a similar goal this year. I think as mothers, we often wonder, am I spending too much time on my phone? Am I using my phone to numb out when I'm having uncomfortable emotions? And what am I modeling for my kids? As much as we know that we want to change how, how do we get a handle on our phone use? I mentioned a few ideas in last week's episode, but I also wanted to pull this episode from a few years ago and re-air it today to remind myself and any of you listening who also want to spend less time on your phone this year that we can get strategic about our phone use and we can do it. This episode is actually the audio recording of a class that I taught back in February 2019 for a free online conference called the I Am Mom Summit. 
This is an annual conference, and I'm sure their 2022 session is coming up soon. It's usually February, March, April. So keep an eye out for that, and I will share to my email newsletter when that goes live. It's free, and I have loved teaching for them in the past. I'm sure they will have a stellar lineup again this year, so I will keep you posted on that. One more quick thing before we jump into today's episode. As part of my resolution to spend a lot less time on social media this year, I plan to start sharing more of my heart to my email newsletter. I have always loved to write, and Instagram has been a place for me to share my heart and the insights and breakthroughs I'm having in my motherhood journey and in my self-development journey these past few years. But since I want to stay off my phone as much as possible, I hope to start doing more of that writing in my weekly email newsletter instead. So if you've been following me on Instagram and you think you might miss reading the insights and the stories that I've been sharing there, I invite you to get signed up for that at 3and30podcast.com slash takeaways. And when you sign up for my emails, you will also get access to a document that recaps all of the takeaways from every episode of 3 and 30. Yes, the three takeaways from 216 episodes are all detailed on that very long, it's a Google document that we just update constantly. It is basically a cliff notes for this podcast. So you can browse through to read the takeaways from old episodes to remind yourself of tools and takeaways that were really impactful to you the first time you heard them, as well as to find episodes that you missed that you may want to listen to. It really is an amazing resource if I do say so myself. So go to 3and30podcast.com slash takeaways to get signed up for my email list and to get access to that. Okay, now on to the show. Here is my class for the 2019 I Am Mom Summit, all about how to find a happy balance with our phone use as moms. Here we go. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the I Am Mom Summit. I'm so honored to be a speaker this year. My name is Rachel Nielsen. I'm the host of the podcast, 3 in 30 Takeaways for Moms. Each week, I give three actionable takeaways for moms in a 30-minute podcast episode. And it's my hope that the women who listen take those takeaways, pick out the one that works best for them, and they try it in their home that week. I am super passionate about helping moms find hope in motherhood by giving them a sense that they're not alone, that they're worthwhile, that their unique gifts matter, and by giving them really practical tools to just go and try and put into action in their lives. And I hope to do the same today with this workshop for I Am Mom Summit. My topic is how to find a happy balance with social media. And what I mean by happy balance is that we still can have social media in our lives, but it's not consuming us and distracting us from our real life, our everyday life. And if you're anything like me, you may feel a little twinge of guilt around this topic because you recognize that maybe you're on your phone more often than you'd like to be. You may worry sometimes about your kids seeing you on your phone so much and what that's going to model for them. You are not alone. I think most moms in this day and age struggle with finding the balance with social media. We can also have really mixed feelings about it where we really enjoy it and we're kind of addicted to it. And yet we also kind of hate it and it makes us feel less than it makes us feel guilty or jealous. So where do we find this balance? And I just want to start off by saying that I truly do love social media. Social media is how I connect with my community of podcast listeners, because as a podcast host, 
I wouldn't ever know the women behind who were listening to my show if it weren't for social media. It's in my community on Instagram that I get to know the moms and they send me messages and they tell me about the struggles that they're having and the aha moments that they had as they listen to my show. And so I am so grateful that social media exists and I do not want to cut it from my life altogether. But I also want to be really present with my children and be the best mom that I can be for them. And not just for them, I, I want to be really present for myself. I found that I feel so much more joy in motherhood when I am not distracted by my phone or anything else, but I'm really present in the moment and feeling the joy and the magic that is already there. It's just sometimes I'm too distracted to notice it. And I want to illustrate that with a little story from my own life. So this past summer, when my family and I were on a road trip, I was looking at my phone We were driving along. I was reading a parenting article, um, not really an article, but a post on Instagram, a parenting post. But you know, they sometimes feel like articles because they're pretty lengthy. And I was reading an Instagram post about positive parenting or something. So a worthy thing to be browsing. And all of a sudden, I sort of got this uneasy feeling that said, you're here with your family. Be with your family. Look up. Look around you. I looked up from my phone And all of a sudden, I noticed that we were in a super lush mountain valley. It was so green. The sky was blue. It was breathtaking. And I had been completely unaware of my surroundings and the setting while I was staring at my phone. All of a sudden, I could hear my daughter who was in the back seat. She's five. And she was singing the Lego Friends theme song so sweetly in her little voice. Best friends forever, forever and ever. And my heart just swelled. And I looked over at my son. He was busy playing with his little Legos, being so well behaved. And I thought, this is a perfect moment. And I almost missed it. I almost missed that fleck of gold, that motherhood magical moment, because I was consumed by my phone reading an article about motherhood. Isn't that kind of ironic? So I put my phone down, I reached over and I took my husband's hand and I chose to be really present for the rest of that ride home. So today I want to give you three takeaways and give myself three takeaways for how we can balance social media so we can be really present in our real lives. And I wanted to let you know that I have created a PDF that goes along with this presentation and will walk you through each step with prompts and categories you can fill out. It'll take you probably about 15 minutes to do. Um, You can either pause and go print that out right now and use it as I go, or just listen and then fill out the worksheet later. And you don't need to use that worksheet if you just wanna listen, do it in your mind, jot it down on a sheet of paper. But I did create that for you. If you are interested, you can go to 3in30podcast.com forward slash mom summit, all one word, or there's a link here, I think on the sidebar or maybe underneath this video where you can get that PDF as we work through these three takeaways together. Okay. So takeaway number one is define what you love about social media. I think so often our feeds get so crowded that we can't really differentiate anymore what it is that we love about social media that really fuels us and fills us up and what it is that stresses us out, 
makes us feel jealous or just becomes a lot of noise because we kind of follow people willy-nilly sometimes. I know for me, especially at first when I joined Instagram, it was like, well, they followed me, so I need to follow them back. Or I read a little interesting parenting insight somewhere and I'm like, oh, this could be a cool account and I follow it. And then I see like some great product recommendations for Christmas presents. So I follow that account. I'm pretty sure pretty soon my feed is so full, it just becomes a lot of noise. It's too much input. So I need to get really deliberate about what do I love about social media that fuels me that I would miss if I got off of social media altogether. Which accounts do I love the most? Why do I love them? Thinking deliberately about those things can give you a lot of clarity. So I would suggest thinking about different categories of of accounts. Now, I always refer to Instagram because that's what I love, but I know a lot of moms use Facebook or Pinterest or Twitter. What are the different handles or accounts that you love and why? I could think of five categories that I know I use Instagram for, and I'm sure lots of other moms do too. So think about these categories. Do you use it to keep in touch with family and friends? If so, do you really enjoy that? Is that something you love about Instagram? Or is it something that you've just kind of felt obligated to do? Or maybe you've allowed too many people to fall into this category and all of a sudden you're seeing updates from your long lost second cousin once removed and you don't really care about her updates. So you may need to get a little bit more deliberate about how you keep in touch with family and friends using social media, but that is one category. Another category might be for your work, your business. Maybe you use it as a tool to share your work, like I do, um, you to get to know your work community, to network, to um, what else could you to to contact experts in your field or to watch their stuff so that you're learning within your field. All of that would go under the heading of your business. And speaking of experts. Many of us follow expert accounts in whatever it is that we're interested in. Parenting, marketing, healthy eating, fitness, knitting, art, whatever your thing is, maybe you follow some accounts that fit well within sort of the masters or the experts category. This is a really good thing, but it can turn into a problem if you have too many of those accounts. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in a second. The fourth reason why you might follow an Instagram account or a social media account is um, for religious, like devotionals, daily devotionals, or to help with your scripture study. And the fifth category I could think of, though I'm sure that there's many more categories, is product reviews. There's a lot of really fun, cool accounts that will tell you the best clothes for the best deals, the best toys, um, great products for your life, and that can be very addicting. So when you write down all those categories and you brainstorm under each one, you can sort of start to see why do I use Instagram? Which categories do I really love for Instagram? And which do I not? Um, Another thing that you can do is you can make a list of your five favorite accounts to follow and why. Who are the people that inspire you the most and what is it about their content that's drawing you back in that you would miss if you got off of Instagram? Another question I sometimes ask myself at the end of a day of scrolling is I ask, did I see anything on social media today that was truly life-changing, that will stay with me and stick with me, that touched me and impacted me in a meaningful way that was worth my time and energy? A lot of times the answer to that question is no. 
That doesn't necessarily mean that time was wasted, but it might mean that that time was wasted and we need to get more deliberate about where we're putting our time and energy. Also, if you consistently notice that there's one account that delivers life-changing nuggets often, you'll know that account is worth following. I'm going to keep that in my feed. So getting really deliberate about that. Now, I mentioned expert feeds, and I did want to make a point about this. One of my favorite mentors, Emily P. Freeman from the podcast, The Next Right Thing, has an episode called Stop Collecting Gurus. And right when I read that title, I laughed out loud and I knew that it was going to apply to me because I love to learn. I love to gather information and I have a lot of gurus that I follow. But her point, which is so true, is that there comes, there comes a point in your learning journey where you really need to stop collecting the wisdom of gurus and start implementing. So if you're following 10 parenting experts, you're probably being distracted by learning about parenting and not actually doing the parenting that you're reading about. You know, Um, I do this in business all the time. I love to take all the webinars and classes and courses and learn, but then I'm not actually doing and implementing. So when you look at the big picture of your feed, maybe limit yourself to like three experts that you're going to follow. Stop collecting gurus. It's time to start implementing. Let's pause for a few minutes to thank this episode's sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Pros Custom Hair Care. There's no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to hair. A product that works wonders for curls might make straight hair limp and greasy. I struggle with oily hair, and I envy women who can go for days without shampooing. That's why I have been so excited to try Pros because they customize every product in your hair care routine from shampoo to supplements using natural ingredients with proven results. The first step is you go to their website and you take an in-depth consultation about you as a person, your exercise habits, your eating habits, even your zip code, and they look at all of that and analyze all of your answers and determine what unique blend of ingredients should be in every product of your custom routine. They package it up in beautiful bottles with personalized labels that literally have your name on them, along with personalized instruction cards for how to use each product in your routine, and they send it to you. And let me tell you, that was such a treat to receive that box in the mail. I really did feel special and excited to start using the products when I saw my name on them. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. If you're not 100% positive that Pros is the best hair care you've had, they will take the products back, no questions asked. So to give it a try, go to pros.com slash 3in30. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash 3in30 for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. This podcast is also sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Many of us are thinking about New Year's resolutions right now, and I hope that you are including your mental health on that list. Many of the outcomes-based goals that you may be considering for 2022, such as improving your health, your marriage, finances, or parenting, all of those aspirations likely have roots that are so much deeper than just checking off a goal. Having the support of a professional counselor has truly made all the difference to me personally as I work to become a better, healthier version of myself. 
BetterHelp Online Therapy makes getting emotional and mental wellness support convenient, accessible, and affordable. All you have to do to get started is go to betterhelp.com slash 3 and 30 and fill out a brief questionnaire about your needs and you will be matched with a counselor within 48 hours. I also wanted to let you know that BetterHelp just released a new podcast called Getting Better Stories of Mental Health. Episodes feature interviews with NBA Hall of Famer Chris Bosch talking about anxiety, pop star Megan Trainer on motherhood and panic attacks, Wilmer Valderrama on immigrating to a new country, and more. These episodes remind me that everyone needs emotional support sometimes, and if you are feeling like you could use that in 2022, and you're feeling the pull to give counseling a try, go to betterhelp.com slash 3in30 for 10% off your first month. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash 3in30. And that leads really well into takeaway number two. Takeaway number two is refine your feed so that only accounts that you love are visible. Those things that really fuel you should be the things that are left in your account. So when you open social media and you scroll, it's not a drain. It doesn't make you feel guilty or jealous or tired or mad at yourself for wasting a whole bunch of time. It's actually part of your conscious self-care because you know that everything that is in your feed fuels you, you love it, and it fits. It, you, it goes through that lens that you identified under takeaway number one. So maybe you realize that you don't really like keeping up with family and friends on social media. It's not your thing. You'd rather have phone conversations with them. The overposting bothers you. It's just not where you want to devote your time on social media. That's okay. And you don't have to feel guilty about it. Refine your feed to reflect that. That means maybe you unfollow a lot of those people that are cluttering up your feed. Another thing you can do is mute accounts. So that's not actually unfollowing them. It's just turning off the notifications. It's muting them so you won't see their updates, but they will never know that you muted them. So that's sometimes good for a relationship where they could be hurt if they realize that you stopped following. Um, It's also good for times when maybe you just need a little break from someone or something, and but you know you're gonna wanna come back later. So to mute, what you do is you go to their name and their little circle picture. This is Instagram, but I'm sure it's similar for Facebook. There's also an option to mute there. You click on their name, you go to their account, and then there's three dots, and you click that, and you'll see mute. You can mute stories and posts, or one or the other, so that you are really deliberately selecting who you see stuff from and how much of their stuff you see. And I would suggest getting really ruthless with this. And if something's not adding value, cut it out. You have plenty of noise and input in your life as it is. You can get rid of some of those accounts, even if they are wonderful people, causes, and accounts, but they're just not what truly bring you joy and fuel you. Another way you can refine your feed is to really invest in and interact with the accounts that you love the most, because the social media algorithms will show you more of the people who they can see you really love their work. So if you love an account and it consistently inspires you, make sure you're liking posts, make sure you're commenting. That's going to bring their stuff to the top so that you'll see it when you get on to have that deliberate self-care time that you're doing through social media, which leads really well into takeaway number three, which is to design your daily schedule to include some conscious social media time. 
for me, the hardest part of social media is how often I check it. And I just do it as like a quick, like whenever I'm in line somewhere, whenever I have a second, whenever I'm in bed at night and I do a quick check and a quick check and a quick check. And it means that I'm never fully focused where I am because of that constant checking. I have found that I have such a healthier relationship with social media when I dedicate one or two blocks of time where that are my social media time. And I kind of plan them in and schedule it instead. And then I don't check it at other times throughout the day. This is hard and I'm not always good about this, but when I am good at it, it makes a huge difference. Overall, the amount of time that I spend might be the same, but by concentrating it all into one dedicated block, I'm less divided in my attention. When I'm with my kids, I'm with my kids. And then when I decide to go on social media to refuel, it's a decision. It's not just an impulse that sometimes will drain me, distract me, keep me away from things that matter more to me. So you can dedicate a half an hour, an hour, two hours if you want to social media, but just know that you're doing it, choose it, be conscious about it, and plan in when would be the best time. Would it be best to do it right after your kids are in bed as kind of a reward at the end of the night? Or is that the time when you really want to be connecting with your partner? And so you want to deliberately decide that you're not going to do it at that time. Instead, you're going to do it midday at lunch when your baby goes down for a nap. Or when you have a break at work for late afternoon and you're kind of in your energy lull. Be conscious about it and design a routine with soulful social media use involved in it. One thing that really has helped me with this is that sometimes when I'm in a bit of a social media addiction moment um, and I recognize like, okay, I got to get out of this rut. I need a little breather. I will actually delete the apps after my allotted time each day. And I feel like for me, that helps more than just like setting because you can set screen time limits if you go into the settings of your phone and you can say, I want to spend this long on Instagram and no more than this long on Facebook or whatever, but you can easily override those if you don't have very much self-control. And so for me, the actual act of deleting it and hitting that X makes it very like, um, I feel empowered. I feel like I'm making this choice. I'm deleting this app. I will be back to it tomorrow, but there's not even the chance that I'm going to be distracted by it for the next 24 hours because It's not on my phone and it takes just enough energy to reinstall it that it keeps me from doing that a hundred times a day. It's not enough energy to be annoying. It takes about 30 seconds to reinstall the app, but I'm not going to do that 10 times an hour, you know, Uh, once or twice a day, I'll reinstall the app and look, and that helps me get out of the bad habit of constantly checking. So do what you need to do to really put some boundaries around your social media use, be conscious about it, and design your day in a way that your first priorities are really getting your best attention, but you're still having some time for meaningful, happy social media use. So those are my three takeaways for how to find a happy balance with social media, to be a present mom and to be present on the accounts that you care about. I will recap those for you. And I also want to remind you that I have that PDF that you can print out and work through to get sort of a handle on your social media use. You could do this with your partner. You could do it by yourself. Make a commitment to find that better balance. So our three takeaways are, and I did make these rhyme on purpose, define 
refine, design. So define what you love about social media and what you don't. Refine your feed so that what you love is reflected within the accounts you follow. And third, design your day so that you have intentional blocks of time where you check social media and the rest of the time you're just living your beautiful big life and you're present in the moment and you're hearing your daughter sing in the back seat, you're aware of the scenery around you, you can sense the magic in your day-to-day because you're present for it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you'll come over to my podcast, 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms. And don't forget that PDF is available for you at 3and30podcast.com forward slash mom summit. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening, my friends. Revisiting those three tips has motivated me to recommit to better boundaries with my social media and phone use. And I hope that you are feeling motivated as well. Here is a quick recap of the takeaways for how to use social media in a way that uplifts you without letting it distract and drain you from your real life. First, define what you love about social media and what you don't. Second, refine your feed so that what you love about social media is actually reflected by the accounts you follow and engage with. And third and finally, design your day so you have intentional blocks of social media time. My friends, let's not miss out on the perfect moments with our families this year because we are staring at our screens. They deserve better than that, and so do we. As always, I'm rooting for you, I love you, and I hope you have a beautiful week with your family.